First John, first John chapter three, verse 11 through 19. For this is a message that you've heard from the beginning that we should love one another. Not as Cain, who was of the wicked one and slew his brother and therefore slew and wherefore slew him because his own works were evil and his brothers righteous. Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hate you, we know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. And whosoever hated his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer have eternal life abiding in him. Hereby perceive we the love of God. Because he laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoso have this world's good and seeth his brother have need and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. Precious Lord, thank you for the word of God. Father God, thank you for giving us the love from above, from heaven. Because we weren't born with the love, the love, the brethren. Father God, that love only came when we were born again. Father, continue to fill us with your grace and your mercy and your love and your kindness and your sweetness and, and give us a desire to love the brethren. Father, thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have, have you passed from death to life? What a, what a question. That's what John asked him. No, that's not what he asked him. That's what he told him. Watch this. Watch this. Start at verse 13. Marvel not, my brethren, People of God, people who love the Lord, if the world hates you, be not amazed. Be not amazed. Here's what Jesus said about this. I'm going to touch on this. Just three. I'm going to give you three verses on, on this, this word hate. Why the world hates us. Okay. And, and when, I, when I say the world hates us, you know, the Bible says that God loved Jacob and hated Esau. He didn't want to kill Esau. He still blessed Esau. And in, in a sense, that word hated in the Bible, it can mean uh, just a lesser love. But it can accelerate up to where you hate somebody enough where you want to murder them. Okay? They hated Jesus. They hated Jesus. They spit on Jesus. They slammed a crown of thorns on Jesus' head. They most likely kicked him and stomped him. I know they punched him and, and blindfolded him and mocked him and humiliated him and then took it all the way to the next level and crucified him. And, and before all that happened, Jesus said this in John 15, 18. He said, if the world hate you, 
Okay? You know that it hated me before it hated you. Now he gives the answer to why the world hates you. So we don't, we don't, we don't always, we, 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 we live in this, this, this generation now where we just want everybody to love us. And it's trickled into the church. And it's trickled into the church. And the church wants everybody to love them. Okay? We want to be a loving church. I want, I want to be a loving church too. But you got to have the right kind of love. Okay? Because it's hard to love someone that hates you. Okay? It's hard to love somebody that hates you. Jesus said, if you were of the world, verse 19, 15, John, if you were of the world, meaning you did what the world did, and you cussed and drank and smoked and, and, and did whatever the world did, and called yourself a Christian while you was doing it, the world would love his own. But because you are not of the world, here we go. But I have chosen you out of the world. That's good, that's good stuff there. Okay? Therefore, the world hated you. Watch what Peter say. Peter, Peter said the world will hate you because you're shining. You may not see your shine, you might not know you're shining. Remember when I tell you all the story, Moses came down from the mountain? I didn't tell you, the Bible said it. When Moses had spent all that time with the Lord, think about it, Columbus. You, you doing your morning devotions, you studying, you walking around the house, you listening to your gospel music, you getting your praise on, and you getting ready to go out into a crazy world. Guess what? When you step out of that, that crazy world, you prayed up, you praised up, you studied your word, and, 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 and you asked God to forgive you for all your sin, and you step out. Guess what? You shining. Amen. You may not see it. You may not see you shining, but the world see you shining. Say, so, Pastor, how do, you, how do I know that? I'm going to tell you how you know. Watch this. First Peter 2 9. Now, this is one of my go to verses, so y'all hear it a lot. Y'all should know it. He said, But you are a chosen generation. Hear what the folks see when they see you prayed up, praised up, worshiped up, filled with the Spirit of God. They see a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Watch this now. That you should, that you should forth, show forth the praises of him who have called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You ever go out? You ever go out? Think about this. You done got saved. You know you was dead. At one point you was dead. Now you saved. And you step out and you see folks you ain't seen in a while. And they see you shining. They say, why ain't you out no more? We don't see you no more. You don't kick it with us no more. You don't hang out with us no more. And, 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 and they see your glow. They see your shine. And they're going to try to get you back. They gonna, you know, I see Satan always recruiting. He's a, he ain't never giving up. Don't ever think, you know, you could be saved. 30 years, and Satan's still going to be like, you know, we used to get high. We used to, you know, you know what we used to do. You know. How we used to chase them girls and chase them boys. And Satan always bring that up because he wants you back. Better than Michael Jackson. Watch this. Here's the part of it. Here's the part of it. 
that I want to really touch on today. He says this. He says, you got to praise him who have called you. Watch this. Out of darkness. Into his marvelous light. He didn't call darkness marvelous. He said he didn't call you out of darkness. Into his marvelous life. See, see, somebody who's truly saved, somebody who's truly passed from death to life, know something marvelous has happened. Amen. Something marvelous has happened. Okay? One more. Darkness hates light. Okay? Darkness hates light. Now y'all, we all know. We, 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 you know, you turn the light on, it's a dark room, somebody's asleep. Turn the light on. Okay. Might get called something. Cindy, don't cuss. I, I've been married to her 40 years. I ain't never heard her cuss. But when I turn the light on, she, she don't cuss. She, she tell me to turn the light off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Turn the light off. Why you got the light on? Get the light out of my face. Darkness don't like light. Let's talk about being passed from death to life. I just want to touch on that because I, I just leave so much from last week's sermon. So much I had so much extra stuff. I said, I gotta get some of this stuff good. Some of this stuff too good. Let's talk about this. Let's, let's talk about this verse number 14. And I said this is an important verse. This is an important message. Okay? Verse 14. I'm not going to go as far as Thomas went with it because he started talking about love. And it's in there, and I probably won't touch on that till next week. But when I got stuck, and y'all know I get stuck. I got stuck on the first part of verse 14 of 1 John chapter 3. Okay? Let me read it. We know. Now he's talking to believers. He's talking to a church full of people who have professed to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, crucified on Calvary, buried, rose on the third day, ascended up into heaven. He's talking to people that he truly believes know the Lord. Amen. And watch what he says. He says, marvel not, my brother, if the world hates you. And I think this is why they may hate him. We know. I like that. Okay. Can you say that? Can you say that? There's a lot of folks that you ask them, are you, are you going to heaven when you die? And they'll say, I hope so. I, I, you know what? I hope so. Okay. I, I, I don't want y'all to say that. I don't want y'all to say that. I want y'all to be emphatic. I want y'all to be emphatic, dogmatic about it. When I say, you know, you're going to have when you die? Yes, sir. Okay? Based on what? Based on the fact that I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for my sins and rose from the grave on the third day, filled me with his spirit, gave me the power to live for him. We know that we have passed from death unto life. Let me stop right there. What's that mean? What's that mean? 
What's, 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 Paul, what's, John, what's Jesus saying? And he says, and, and then we know we have passed from death to life. What's John saying? Excuse me. Okay. No, he said. Everybody in here that's passed from death to life know at one time they were dead. Amen. Dead. Back in the day, they say, you, you deader than a doorknob. I don't even know what that meant. I Googled it just, just for the record. I just Googled it even know what it meant. I don't know why we say some of this stuff. Okay? You deader than a doorknob. Am I, Mark, you remember them? No life in the doorknob. You deader than a doorknob. Okay? Really, what it means, you lost and hellbound. Okay? Listen. A certain man had two sons. A certain man had two sons. Luke 15. I ain't talking about you, Justin. But if the shoe fit, it'll be Joshua going to the far country. <laughs> I mean, that's how the story plays out. If you really want to work your way into it, I like to work. See, I like to work my way into the scriptures. Amen. Okay. And he said a certain man had two sons. Jesus talking to the Pharisee, and the younger of them said to the father, "Father, give me the portion of the goods that fall to me." And he divided. Unto them his living. And not many days the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into the far country. And there wasted his substance with riotous living. The word wasted really is the word prodigal. The word prodigal really means wasted. So that's where you get the word prodigal son from this story. He wasted his substance with riotous living. Y'all don't need to go into what riotous living is. Y'all know what riotous living is because we was dead. Amen. We did some riotous living. Okay? We spent some time in the far country. Some of us just made it back before the famine came. But we was out there. Y'all can sit up here looking all shining and cute, but... And when he spent all, younger son, there rose a mighty famine in the land. And he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into the fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. And no man, no man. Gave unto him. Where are all his riotous friends at? Where are all his party friends at? When he had money, when he was riding high, and where are they at now when he broke? Gone. Okay. And when he came to himself, here we go. He said, How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger? Here's the story gets good. He's coming to his senses now. 
He says, I will arise and go to my father and I will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. He did some sinning. And I am no more worthy to be called thy son. My, my, my. Make me as one of thy higher servants. And he arose and came to his father. And when he was a great, a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. That's what he did. That's what a father do. Okay. And the son said unto the father what he had been rehearsing. Father, I have sinned against heaven and against, in thy sight. I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to the servants, bring forth the best robe and put it on him. And a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. And bring hither the fatted calf and kill it. And let us eat and be merry. What's the point? What's the point of killing the fatted calf? It's a picture of us coming to the Lord. And if it wasn't for the blood. This is a story of, of the coming of our Lord and Savior. And all our sins are covered by the blood that was shed on Calvary. That blood has enabled us to come from a far place. It's able to bring us, raise us. From the dead. Watch what the father says. Verse 24. Let me read the 23 just to put it all together. And he bring forth the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. Why? Why? For this my son was dead. Deader than a doorknob. Dead in trespasses and sin. Spiritually dead. Amen. Didn't care nothing about spiritual things. Didn't care nothing about the word of God. Didn't care nothing about the teaching of the cross. Didn't care nothing when he was in the far country. Dead. Dead. How many here know? The average morgue. The average morgue can hold up to 100 bodies. Some bigger morgues can hold 200 bodies. Dead bodies. Folks work in the morgue. But guess what happens when they ship is over, it's five o'clock and it's closed down. Guess what happens in that morgue? Think about it. What won't you find in that morgue when everybody that's working there is gone? Know what you won't find in there? No snack machines. No Pepsi machines. No DoorDash is coming. No Grubhub is coming. Why? Because dead folks is in there. And guess what dead folks don't do? They don't eat. They don't have no appetite. Okay? So, so I say all that. I say when I'm a spiritually dead person. Have no appetite for one. For anything of God. So, so, so my point is, how's your appetite? Amen. How's your appetite for the things of God? Because, because what John is trying to do is try to make sure you know what you need to know. 
See, there's certain things we need to know. You, you just don't, you just can't wait. You, you just can't wait till Matthew 7, 20 and, and, and Lord, Lord, remember me. I did, I did this, I did, no, no, no. You got to have some knowledge of God's love. Amen. Knowledge of God's grace. Knowledge of God's mercy. I, I'm, just, I'm just repeating the fruits of the spirit. You ought to have something. Okay. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. All that kind of stuff comes with the package. Mm-hmm. Galatians 5.22. Proverbs set one and seven. I like this one. He said, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Watch this now. Talk about dead folks. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. How about that? How about that? So, so, so everybody just passed from death to life. No, they was dead. Okay. And a dead person don't want to be dead again. I mean, if you've been risen from the dead, then you don't want to be dead again. Okay? What's the second thing that's happened? The person who, who's passed from death to life. And, and ask yourself this, why I'm working through this, why I'm working through this, why I'm working through this, work with me. Have you passed from death to life? Is this making sense? Is this making sense? Okay? Have you changed? Not only, not only have you, not only, not only have you realized that you were dead, but has there been a change? I was telling the church this morning. I've been listening to Tremaine Hawkins all weekend. Change. She talking about being a change. You know, she said my walk has changed, my talk has changed. She even put it all out there. She changed. There's a change that has to happen to the person who's come into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay. Remember Paul, Paul raising, hey, he raising sand. He ran to destroy Damascus. Damascus was a beautiful city. Paul was getting ready to go in there and raise havoc. Okay? Acts chapter 9, verse 6. And we, we see, remember I always say this? You either Paul or God. You either the lunatic or you Jesus. You either the woman of Samaria or you Jesus. And guess who we are in any of those sort of stories? Jesus. Okay? So we always the one with the issues. We always the one that needs Jesus. Jesus can't come to us and ask us for anything other than to be faithful. So here's Paul tearing it up. Tearing it up. Verse 10 of Acts 9. I love this. He's tearing it up and God knocked him off his horse. He on the ground. He can't see. And, and, and God says to a certain disciple at Damascus name Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision. Okay. He's speaking to Ananias. Most likely he spoke to Ananias in visions before because Ananias recognized who he was right away. And Ananias said, and Ananias, and he said, behold, I am here. Anybody with me? Lord. Lord. (laughs) Ananias was a man of God. And the Lord said unto him, arise. 
and go into the street, which is called straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. I, I, I purposely left off the last part. And we know what Anasai said. He said, Jesus, this man's crazy. This man is killing Christians. Do you know what you're doing? Do you have any idea who this guy is? See, now he's talking. See, he's, he's gotten out of his lane. Okay. Amen. Now, going back to verse number 11, watch, watch this, though. Because I, I mean, my point of the message was, you, you, you know you was dead, right, Jay? Now, the change has to happen. Now, now here's Paul. And he's doing something he ain't done before. The end of verse 11. Watch this. Watch this. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go to the street, which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth. Okay? Paul's a different man. God had dealt with Paul. Paul wasn't dead no more. And Paul had changed. He had changed. He was a different man. Now, how's your change? How's your change? So we got. See, we, we just can't. We just can't say we Christians and just go on our merry old way. There's got to be a change. There's got to be a change. We we said today. Why did God save us? He's changing us into being like His Son. That's God's ultimate goal is to change us so we can adopt some of God's attributes. What are some of God's attributes? Love, joy, peace, grace, mercy, forgiveness, all that kind of stuff. You got to have it. If you're going to survive this world as a Christian, you better have the power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, however you want to say it. It's got to be working. It can't be dormant. It, it can't be, you know, it can't be something you lock in a car when you go inside somewhere. Okay? It's not something you turn on and off. Now I said about the lunatic, and here's the lunatic. He's tearing it up too. He's tearing it up too. And I'm talking about a change. And I can stay on, I got a lot of change illustrations. And I've, I've really cut it down. I've only got four or five pages today. I'm really trying to, I'm, I'm really trying to cut it down to get more out of less. But we know he was, in the, he was up in the mountains cutting, hollering, and cussing, and acting a fool. Any lunatics in here? I ain't the only one. Come on, give me some. Somebody say amen. amen. Thank you. Amen. It's so good to see Jake when he come in here. Some of these folks been saying too long, Jake. They don't remember their lunatic days. You crazy. Oh, you say something ain't done. Amen. Amen. We, you know what? We all got some lunatic in us. There ain't nothing wrong with it. I don't think he took all the lunatic. He didn't take all the lunatic out of Paul. He didn't take all the lunatic out of you. He needs you. He needs. We need some crazy in us to be Christians. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that right, Mark? Amen. He's tearing it up. Mark chapter 5. Now, 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 I'm not going to read all this because it's just too much. But y'all know, always night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. And when he saw Jesus mm-hmm. afar off, he ran, the Bible says, and worshiped him uh-huh. until the demons showed up. And he cried with a loud voice and said, what have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of, of the most high? I endure thee by God that 
Thou torment me not. Now the demons just took it over. Okay? Okay. Now we know the story. He called the demon out. The demons were legion. And there was like 10,000 of them. He cast them into the pigs. And, and, and watch what happens in verse 14 and 15. Here's where, here's where we talk about change. Here's where we talk about change. Okay? Because if there's no change, there's no evidence of you passing from death to life. Okay? And they that fed the swines and told it to the city and in the country, and they went out to see what it was that was done. Here we go. They want to see a changed man. They come to see this, this lunatic that they couldn't do nothing with. They couldn't do nothing with him. Okay? You have somebody in your world like that? You can't do nothing with him. And you already said, God, if you don't deal with him, he won't be dealt with or she won't be dealt with. See, he was totally out of control. And they come, verse 15, here we go. And they come to Jesus and see him that was. I like that word. That's a big word. That was possessed. Okay. Let me tell you something. There's only two, type, two kind of possessions in the world. You either possessed by the things of God, or you either possessed by God, or what? Somebody finish that. There ain't no, there ain't no middle ground. You ain't straddling the fence. You either possessed by the Lord, or you possessed by the devil. Now, let's just keep it 100. Now, now, I know a lot of people won't say that because that ain't nice. Because they say, well, you know, I, you know I'm, I'm 80%... God and 20% devil. <laughs> I heard somebody say 99 and a half just won't do. Okay? It is what it is. And I'm not saying we're perfect. I'm just saying, you know what, that, that, that 20%, you got to turn that over to the Lord. Okay? Here's the change. And they come to see Jesus and, and see him that was possessed with the devil. I like that. Yeah, I mean, you see, uh, these, 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 these verses just open up my eyes. Because I can honestly tell you that there was a time that I was possessed with the devil. Okay? Okay? I, you know, I know, I know, I know. Some pastors say they was born Christians. Born. When I was, my father was a Christian, my mother was a Christian, and all my uncles and aunts was Christians. I was born a Christian. See, that, that's not true. Amen. We were born possessed Amen. with devils. Amen. Okay, that's why Jesus said you must be what born again. born again, born again. So they came to see him that was possessed with the devil. And had the legion full of them. Full of them. Look what they found. They found him what? Sitting. Son of prayer he probably never done. And clothed. And in his right mind. And they were afraid. See, you, you can't please the world. <laughs> they was afraid when he was running around, cutting himself, acting a fool, in and out of the tombs. Then he got himself together. They were scared. But the second thing that they was more fearful, the second 
than the first because they were scared of the power of God. Some folks are scared of the power of God. Amen. Some folks don't want to be let loose. Some people don't want to be free. They'd be like Lazarus. He said, Lazarus, come out. They'd be like, nah, cool. <laughs> Call somebody else. I like it in the tomb. I like being dead. I like being around dead folks. Wouldn't come out? No, I ain't coming out. I don't want to be unloosed. Some people think like that. Can I give you one more? Amen. I got, I got so, you know what, I, here, look, I got, I got one page left and I'm still working this thing. I'm going to work this thing. Tell me, say, tell me, Vaughn, work, go ahead, Pastor, just take your time. He, he, you know, when I, when some of these verses I think about, I think about you guys when I put them together, some verses come to mind. When I read the verse, I think about, I know Sylvia like this Sunday school verse. Now, 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 this one, this one here, this is Margaret's verse. Watch. John 9, 20. Evidence. Now, evidence. Some of us watch the trials. We watch OJ. Don't fit. Can't quit. We watch the guy with the knee on the neck. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. The evidence. See, when you, when you, when you have been changed, when you come up from the dark to the light, Death to light, there's evidence. Proof. Amen. Confirmation. There's data. There's facts. There's something you got to hold on to. Here's this man. Here's this man. The blind man. They want to kick him out of the synagogue. They want to kick his parents out of the synagogue. They go to his parents, and in verse 20 he says, And his parents answered them and said, We know that this is our son, that this is our son, that he was blind. Okay? He was blind. We can put it another way. He was dead in his trespassing sin. He didn't know the Lord couldn't see. Amen. But by what means he now seeth, we know not. Or, or who have opened his eyes, we know not. He is of age. Ask him. He shall speak for himself. Now, I like that part of it. Because when you stand before the Lord... You can love your kids all you want. You can love your husband all you want. You can love your wife all you want. Guess what? When she stands before the Lord, guess what she got to do? She got to speak for herself. She got to speak for herself. So I, I, I spiritualize what the parents going through. She got to speak for yourself. Libby, when you get of a certain age, you're going to have to stand before the Lord and speak for yourself. Amen. Libby's at <laughs> Say that. These words his parents spoke, his parents because they feared the Jews, for the Jews had all had agreed already that if any man did confess that he was Christ, he should be put out of the synagogue. Okay? Okay. So like what they doing today. If you don't take the shot, if you don't take the shot, you're gonna be put out of the synagogue. Therefore, said his parents, uh-oh, he is of age. Ask him. Then again, they called the man that was blind. That, here we go. That was blind. That had no understanding of who Jesus was. No knowledge of who Jesus was. Really, he didn't even ask. Like blind, 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 He didn't ask Jesus to, to, to heal him. Jesus 
asked him. Okay? And watch what happens here. He answered the Pharisees. He says, whether he be a sinner or not, they call Jesus a sinner. He said, I know one thing. He said, I know not whether he's a sinner or not, but he said, one thing I know. <laughs> one thing I know. That whereas I was blind, now I see. Amen. What's he saying? What's he saying? There's been a change in me. I don't know Jesus. I'm going to find out more about him. But I, right now, I don't know who he is. I don't know what he, where he's from or anything about him. But I know this. I was blind. But now I see. Now I see. Let's, let's, let's close with. Let's close with this. And, 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 and it's, it's amazing that this verse came up. Because I talk about David. And, and if all y'all in here know, just this is now favorite verse. Now somebody, some of y'all might say it was Psalms 27, but it was Psalms 23. Okay? And watch this. Watch this. Here's David. And, and this is how we have to be. If we've been changed, no, I have. So I got to speak for myself. I can't speak for Cindy. I love her to death, but I got to, hey, hey, you got to ask her. You've been changed? That's, she got to answer. I can't say, well, you know, Cindy's been changed. You know, she was changed back, oh, when we first met. I don't know that. That's for her to answer. But we ought to have a confidence. We ought to have a boldness. We ought, we ought to be just as bold as David. Excuse me. I love these verses. All scripture. All scripture is given for one. It's given by the inspiration of God and able to what? Correct, rebuke, strengthen, uh, edify. I mean, it's beautiful stuff. But here's Psalm 23. Here's David. David was changed. David was changed. And when he got to Psalm 23, he'd been through some stuff. Okay? He'd been through some stuff. And he know he knew without a shadow of a doubt that he was going to heaven. And I'm, I want y'all to know without a shadow of a doubt that when you leave this earth, I don't want to be sitting up here playing with y'all, talking about lying. I don't want to be lying at y'all's funeral if I do it. I don't want y'all lying at mine. I want to be able to. I want to be able to tell the church with 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 boldness. This man. Pass from death to life. Ain't that deep? Ain't that deep? Get up here tap dancing. You laying up in a casket with a Cleveland Brown jersey on. <laughs> I love my Browns. Don't bury me. Don't, don't let Sydney put no Cleveland Brown jersey on me. No other team. <laughs> Stay with me. Here's David. Now, you know, when I was in here, read Psalms 23. And here, here's David giving us the, 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 the victory march. Letting us know how a man or woman of God should feel about life and one day going to heaven. I want y'all to be ready. Amen. Ready. No fearless. Fearless. 
The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He, he making me to lie down in green pastures. He leading me beside the still waters. He restored my soul. Uh Oh, I mean, I'm going to stop here. Y'all know I couldn't do this all the way through. He restored my soul in the times when my soul needed restored. You're not getting through this thing, Scott Free. You're not going. You're going to have some. You're going to have some ups and downs, some difficult days. Y'all, if you look at look at Cindy and I, we've been married what forty eight years. We've been through some stuff. It ain't been it ain't been all smooth sailing. Think about being married to me. Vaughn, you better stop. <laughs> he restored my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness. Why? For his name's sake. Why? We learned that this morning because he called us and he justified us and he's glorified us. So he's going to guide us through the valleys of life. And, and David said, yay. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he ain't, he ain't put a tent up. He ain't take a camper and, and park it in the valley. Amen. Okay? I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Watch this. I will fear no evil, meaning the devil. The devil can't touch me. Amen. Okay? No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Okay? For thou art with me. I like that part. Thou art with me. If you're a man of God, woman of God, child of God, you ought to feel the presence of God with you all the time. You ought to live like that. You know what? The Lord with me. You know, look over to the left or to the right. Hey, God, you there? Yeah, I'm here. That's how he do. He, the Bible says he dwelleth in us. Right? So that means wherever we go, he go with us. For the Lord, for the Lord, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Amen. They keep me in line. They keep me in line because you know we get, we we in this flesh, and there are gonna be times where this flesh just get a little too strong. It get a little too stupid. Okay, Amen. and sometimes God has to whoop on us, mm-hmm. keep us in line. He's not abusive, but that rod and that staff guide us, protect us. Here we go. Here's the good part. Thou prepares the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Go back to what we was talking about, John 15. If the world hate you, know this, that it hated me first. You're not going to walk the Christian life and not have enemies. I'm just going to hit me the first one. Tell you. Okay? They may not all come out and tell you they hate you, but they don't like your God. And they don't like your worship, and they don't like your praise, and they probably don't like the fact that God is protecting you. Remember what Satan said. He said, no, what do you have? God said, have you considered my servant Job? Okay. And, Jay, and, and the devil said, no, I mean, you got a hedge around him. Okay. I got a hedge around me. Amen. Everybody here to say you got a hedge around you. You know that? You got a hedge of protection around you. What we saying this morning, well, guess what you got to do? You take care of the hedges sometimes. Amen. 
Sometimes you got to take care of the hedges. You know, you, you got to get the shears out and trim them sometimes. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointed my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Man, that's enough for everybody around me. Amen. Okay. If God has blessed you, he's going to bless those closest to you. They're going to feel some of your blessings. They're going to feel some of your blessings. Surely. That's a strong word in the Bible. That's for sure. For sure. David, no, 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 no doubt in here. No, no doubt in here. Well, I hope so. I may be. None of that. For surely. He said, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will. And I will. Dwell in the house of the Lord. How about this? Forever. Amen. Forever. forever. You get to heaven, you there forever. Amen. Amen. I ain't gonna talk about the other place. I'm not gonna even give it no 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 props. Amen. Amen. When we get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing Amen. it will be. Amen. When we all what? See Jesus. And what claim? Sing and shout the victory. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. See the most songs is down and down and just in soul. He know the words of it. You know, it's like when we back in the day you go out to go out to games, they used to play all the oldies and stuff. You know, you go out there, next thing you know, you hear you you're humming along, I heard it through the grapevine. You ain't heard it in you ain't heard it in 20 years, but you know the words, see? Keep them words in your heart. Keep God's word in your heart. Precious Lord, thank you for the word of God. Thank you for the power of your, of your love and your grace and your mercy. Thank you for the church. Thank you for folks coming out, Father God, and to hear the word of God. Thanks for giving us an understanding, Father God, that in this life, there will be trials and tribulations, ups and downs, good days and bad days. But guess what, Father God? There's coming a day. There's coming a day where there will be no more tears, no more pain, no more sorrow. And we'll be with you. And we'll sit at your feet and praise you and thank you continuously for saving us, Father God. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys.